0: Hey Harmony, what do you have there? Well, it looks like a frisbee. I've never seen anything like it, and it doesn't look like a frisbee. It's round, flat, has grooves, a hole in the middle, and it has a sticker that says Elvis Double Trouble on it, and a bunch of songs listed. Who's Elvis? The only way to really prove that it's a frisbee is to throw it. <laughs> Mom's going to be really mad. Not only is her precious face shattered, but the Elvis is totally destroyed. Harmony, I think I know what that Elvis thing was. I remember Dad talking about vinyl and records, flat objects that when placed on machines that spun around with a needle, it actually played music. Isn't that weird? Also that some of these objects are worth a lot of money. Do you think that Elvis thing was worth a lot of money? Let me Google this. Here we go. Let's call Vinyl Record Dude. He looks like some sort of flat object superhero. It says that he specializes in these things called records. He buys and sells them and has hundreds of thousands in stock and is always on the hunt for the ultimate collection. He's our guy. Go to www.vinylrecorddude.com. What was that again? www.vinylrecorddude.com. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. We may not be in double trouble after all. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude.
1: Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids. And this is our Future is Missing Voice America kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot, 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esmint or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esmint and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esmint's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you.
3: Real Talk Radio.
4: Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team.
5: Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Street Team, on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade. I'm Yvonne Allen. And today we have Mama T here. Hello. 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 How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How very are good, you? Very good. Very okay. good. Okay. Um, today is kind of an abstract show. Um, we came up with a concept for it. We'll tell you how we came up with the concept for it. It's kind of hard to articulate. Um, it's called finding your no. And what it is essentially is recognizing boundaries and in being in situations where you need to say no, but maybe don't know how to or... Like, I don't know, mom, you articulate it more so than I do.
6: Yeah, it's finding your boundaries not only from for your physical self, but for your emotional self. And we know that finding your boundaries is a difficult concept, not only for a young woman, but for a woman of my age. And we wanted to try and tackle this conversation as best we could. And we're going to do our best today by sharing some stories and then sharing some suggestions that we've come up with.
5: Right. So, okay, finding your no For me it was difficult because the whole the the instant you say finding your no, you think of a situation with a boy and a girl and like sexual advancement. Like that's the main the main situation where as a girl you need to have the strength to say no. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So mine, because I, you know, less than mom and Yvonne have been and my friends that I have haven't really been in those situations. But mine is more so with friendship. Like I was in I guess you could call it an abusive friendship. They exist, yeah. Yeah, you know? Where where one overpowers the other. It's
3: it's an abusive relationship.
5: So, and I just couldn't say no to this girl that I was friends with. Like, I just let her pummel me with negativity and, like, just being mean to me over and over again. And I couldn't bring myself to be like, hey no, like we can't be friends anymore because you're doing mean things to me
6: and other people. And she was just straight up. Yeah. Mean. She's just
5: mean to everyone. So, you know, different from most cases, I couldn't say no. And I I don't know why that happened.
6: It, yeah. We're going to get into the why in a little bit. I, um, I have a story that's more specific to about, uh, the boy girl relationship. And, um, I think a lot of young girls and even adult women can relate to this story. And I, um, I had a boyfriend at the time, and um, he was away on vacation. And in walks this other cute boy <laughs> that I thought I was just going to flirt with. Silly yeah, me. Yeah. My okay. Let's just flirt. Yeah, because I'm naive. Okay. I was very the young me <laughs> and the older me, to a certain extent, very naive to the ways of men. Yeah. And well, we'll
5: talk about that in a different show too. I know. Cause that gets us in trouble sometimes. I had to get yeah. you in a lot of
6: trouble, but uh, my parents were out of town. My naive parents, <laughs> <laughs> naivety, man, uh, naivety. And they left me alone. And so what is the first thing I did? I get on the phone and call my best girl mm. and called this cute boy and his friends and come over come over, so we can flirt. And um, <laughs> yeah. the first thing he wanted to do was see the posters in my bedroom <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was the line he used. Oh, let me see the posters in your room. Oh, oh I have Madonna and I have <laughs> Mom. And they're really cute. And so, first thing through the threshold, the door of my bedroom, I find his hands all over me. And, you know, I have a boyfriend. I yeah. thought we were just going to flirt here, right? <laughs> you feel like,
5: uh. Where was my no? Because you didn't stop him, did you? I did not
6: stop him. And things went past first base, second base, and before you knew it, this kid was trying to seal the deal. Mm. And suddenly the no came out of my mouth. And um, the saddest thing about this was not, you know, the fact that I was cheating on my boyfriend, (laughs) but the fact that that no that came out of my mouth wasn't for me. That no should have happened when he wanted to come see the posters. The no was about Mm. my boyfriend and the sadness and shame I felt about what was happening between me and this boy and how conscious conscious for my boyfriend. Right.
5: Not about your own self-worth. It was for somebody else. It was for somebody else. So why can't people say no in those situations? We we know why. They
3: don't have people to say no for. Maybe they've lost their no and they just like you, they didn't have anyone to say no for because, you know, they don't
5: think that anyone cares anyways well to be straightforward in the situation last week we talked about damage and Mm -hmm. how situations can hurt you so much that you shut off certain parts of your brain so that you don't think about certain things so that you're numb to emotion and you Mm -hmm. don't have to hurt from whatever damaged you people do that and then in doing so lose their no because they don't have any strength left from maybe a situation that hurt them and like we talked about it doesn't have to be severe like with me there i I don't know. I just got afraid of being alone, so I didn't want to lose my friendship by telling this girl no. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you had a story too where it was yeah. kind of like awkward, um, didn't know what to do type of thing. It's
3: kind of the thing where I know I put myself in this position and I should have said no months months before, but I got into a relationship with a boy and you know, things were going down that road where it was being very sexual and it wasn't I didn't necessarily want it to be. I knew I didn't want it but I just kept letting it happen because I figured, well, if I don't, I'm going to lose him and he's not right. going to like me anymore. And I don't want that. I have someone here that cares for me and I need to keep a hold of them. So I'm just going to keep doing it, even though I don't really want to. Yeah. And it happened so many times and I just, it gets like annoying. I was just like, I, I did. I was just like, I don't want to do this, but you know, and eventually I finally said no after seven months, I was seven just, like, months, seven months of just, being miserable with it, I didn't want it anymore, and and then I was finally just I I was like I don't want to no, and right. we broke up. <laughs> I was like, told you, yeah. like I knew that was gonna happen, but it wasn't worth it anyways. If that's all that was right. there, so
5: well, it's scary too because you're like, why didn't I say no? Because in the back of your head, you know, you know that you don't want to do it. Because we were talking about this earlier today. Like, for me, it's very black and white. And I've known this because I've seen both sides of the track. I've been in a situation where there's been warning signs and it's felt awkward and I didn't really want to be, like, w- talking, like, yeah. in a guy situation. Like, there's, I've been, like, close to guys and I, like, didn't really want to, you know, get with them or whatever. And it was just kind of awkward feeling. But then I had my boyfriend of, like, two years where I knew that it was totally fine. Like, everything was perfectly fine. Didn't feel awkward or anything. So I never needed to no know in that case because there was trust there. But then there's the other time where it's like awkward and stuff. And it's, sometimes you don't say no. Why yeah. don't you say no?
3: It's like almost you're afraid to say no. Not necessarily. I think a lot of times in this stage, sat, this day and age, I just made a word up. <laughs> <laughs> um, this you always do. I know. I'm just yeah, we even, love uh, it. Anyways, we love it when you do. Uh, for this day and age, I feel like. People figure, you know, well, I've already gone this far. If I say no, it doesn't matter anyway. They're going to pursue and you're going to be in trouble for it when it's still not your fault. You can say no at any point. Right. In a friendship relationship or in a sexual relationship, you can say no and they have... To stop legally. And that's the point of
5: losing your no is when you become so vulnerable to somebody like taking advantage of you sexually maybe or like just physically beating you or whatever it may be. Even maybe. emotionally. Yeah, and beating you emotionally too. Like you've just become so defeated that you've given up and that's where your no goes. It goes with that person that like took it from it gets you. it's taken
3: from you. Right,
5: and you don't have it anymore to give to the next person.
6: To keep yourself safe. And that's right. the point of this show is to... If your no has been taken from you or you don't have a strong no within you for whatever reason, even like last week, Wendy was talking about, she came from a good home and, you know, she had all these things around her that was to build her up strongly, but she still had a weakened state. You, you can have a weakened yeah. state even when you have a good environment. If you have a weak no for whatever reason or your no was stripped from you for whatever reason, mm. today we're going to talk about ways to identify if your no is weak and how to create a no within you so that you have safe boundaries not only for yourself physically Mm. but for yourself emotionally
5: yeah it's it's hard to have that because you don't want to put your wall up right but you need to recognize when you need to tell somebody no in so many instances there will be people that are maybe like shy and they've had never had anything bad happen to them like in that manner to have their no taken away but they're just too shy or they don't want to come across as like rude or whatever they right. don't want to be mean to the person by saying no and they think that they're going to be viewed as being rude if they say no to somebody that's not the case like you have to be stern like but that's my flaw like I can't really speak to that because I'll just say no to anyone like I've come to the point in my life where I don't care if I lose your friendship because I said no because if I said no and you have a problem with it then I don't want to be your friend anyways but I think that you're kind of an outlier right you're, that's what you're rare that's in what that. I'm saying like it's hard to articulate how to get in that headspace
6: when I haven't been through certain things that have stripped me from my no, I think that that's okay. Though we're going to explore that a little bit later in the show about how you've been, how people get stripped from it, and how you can right. rebuild yourself. And how Rebuilding.
5: most important for me is how to recognize. When you're in a situation where you need to say no, because sometimes those boundaries are hard to recognize, especially when you're one of those people who has turned off part of your brain. I agree. You know, listen to the voice, listen to the voice. Hey, hey. No (laughs) pun
3: intended. Uh No, but seriously,
5: there's clues that that I've recognized in being in situations that you can listen to that people sometimes tune out for some reason.
3: Okay, for now, let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Thinking Out Opinions. Fresh opinions right here on Voice America Kids.
1: If a rash develops while listening, do not discontinue use. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
4: You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team.
5: Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Real Wade, and today we are talking about finding your no. And basically what that is is recognizing boundaries and how to say no to situations that you don't want to be in. And right now, the most important thing to me is recognizing boundaries because sometimes it's difficult, especially we were saying earlier, especially when you are damaged and you have you know, maybe numbed yourself out to the outside world somehow and you don't, you know, really recognize certain things and that little voice in your head that tells you no, like, you don't really listen to that guy anymore because then you become vulnerable to emotions again and blah, blah, downhill from
6: there. That can even happen, though, when you're an adult woman. I mean, I have a story when... You know, you were really young, and I was working full time, and you know, I was very powerful, and going to school full time, and I was at the university, and you know, you don't even have to really be damaged. I I was I was at the university, and I I had you know close to a four point oh grade average. I was in an economics class, and I had bombed a test, and I I really took it to heart, and I went to the to professor, and I said, you know what can I do to fix this grade? I I recognize on the syllabus that there was some assignments that you had taken out. May I complete these assignments so that I can up my grade a little bit? And -hmm. the professor said, no, you can just retake the test. And this was nothing out of the ordinary. So I thought, great. He said next week, just stay after class and you'll retake the test. Now keep in mind, everyone bombed the test. So, you know, I thought maybe there'd be other people there taking the test. Mm -hmm. No, I was there alone taking Mm -hmm. the test. First little warning bell went off in my head. Now, I didn't think of it. Um, He sat down next to me to take the test, and I thought, this is really odd. Mm -hmm. Second little warning bell went off in my head. Um, He proceeded to read the questions and then answer them for me. Mm. Third warning bell. By the fifth warning bell, his hand is on my high on my thigh. This... I want to tell you is what is known as quid pro quo. This is a word that means this for that. Mm. Um, He basically was advancing himself physically to me and then giving me the answers to the test, which would guarantee me an A. Um, This is illegal. (laughs) And
5: this is very, very (laughs) just a little bit illegal. It's
6: illegal and very, very wrong. And it's when someone is asserting their false sense of power over you. Um, And it proceeded to go very wrong. Um, as I knew in my heart, I felt like a caged animal. My heart started racing and I thought, oh my God, Tamara, just get out of this room. Just get out of this room. And where was my no? No. I I don't even know where my no was. Right, because you
5: went into that situation like
6: trusting, and I was strong. I was a strong, smart young woman. Well, you felt like you had a
5: hold of yourself. I know exactly. That makes me think of though, when because you were an adult when this happened. Obviously, like you had me, and you were strong. I was mid twenties. Right. So what about the girls that are in middle school or grade school? Because I know, I know there are teachers out there that pull this crap all the time. They're
6: all over the place. What do
5: they do Mm. when they don't have anyone to tell them that they need to say no? Is what I think of, like even innocent girls that don't know any better and are just naive to, the, oh, they're the my teacher, they're nice to me because they're my teacher, you know, like yeah. just like people at church or teachers or guidance counselors or whatever it may be that you just automatically assume that they have your best interest at heart, and then they get approached, It's like it's, they don't
6: have, they don't even have a no yet, you know, like it's it's a fine line because. You know, you don't want to leave yourself so hardened to the world because there are people in the world who are nice and have your best interest in in mind, but at the same token there is a line that gets crossed sometimes. And like in my example, my professor very obviously not only crossed the line emotionally, but he physically crossed a barrier with me. Because before I even left the class, he accosted me and I didn't, I didn't hit him. I didn't scream. Yeah. I didn't protect myself in any fashion.
5: Right. And there's, there's another example I have is I'm, you guys know me, like I'm hard headed. <laughs> I'll beat you up. Like I feel like I like own the world. You know, I, I'm not afraid to say no to someone. I was sitting at a restaurant with my friend oh, yeah. and just sitting there, like we're taking pictures on my phone, just being goofy. We're waiting for a friend that works there to get off. And this like, this guy comes up to us and like this foreign guy comes up and he's like, oh, you take picture and he like shows us his phone. of a, it, There's a picture of a naked guy on his phone. And he's like, oh, you should let me take your picture, blah, blah. And he's like, like, holy crap, like most creeped out I've ever been in my entire life. And I just laughed. I was like, I have, I don't know what to do to protect myself right now. Like it's the middle of the day we're in a crowded restaurant. I don't expect some creep to come up behind me and start violating me. You know, that's That's violating.
6: And I I was like, what? And me, like, I feel like I can fight off anyone and I couldn't. You think you can. And At that moment, your no was lost somewhere in your head because you felt safe in that environment. Just like I did. I felt like I was safe at the university. We as women feel like we're safe at the doctor's office. You're safe at the library. I mean, you feel safe in a lot of different environments, but sometimes you're not sometimes you're not. And I think that's
5: a big lesson too, is yes, it's, it's good to be naive. You know what I mean? Like it's good to be naive to the world so that you're innocent and you like, Mm -hmm. you have things to
6: learn, but you can't be naive to everything. Right. There's a fine balance between being naive and, and keeping your sense of vulnerability and keeping yourself safe.
3: Just don't let your guard all the way down. Like we were talking about earlier, it's not bad to come off as a jerk in some situations if you're protecting yourself you have to look out for yourself not everyone else
6: there's Mm. a book i want to recommend here to everyone as we're talking about this if you're relating um to what we're talking about and it's called the gift of fear from galvin de becker it's a book that kind of changed my life in a lot of ways because it, it talks about how women in our society are afraid of feeling like um I don't want to use the word on the air, but feeling like a witch or feeling yeah. like a jerk <laughs> or yeah. feeling, you know, a beezy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feeling you know like they're overpowering and mean because right. we're raised as women to be nice, gentle, and kind. gentle and kind. And and in Galvin De Becker's book, he's a um, an FBI profiler that follows um, sex offenders, and he now teaches women how to protect themselves against predators. And he says there's like five steps in the way that a predator picks a woman, and um, one of them is he picks the nice women. Mm because yeah, and, and they
5: don't fight back. They
6: don't they don't he the predators feel like they will not fight back. Right. So pick that book up if you're identifying with some of the things we're talking about right here. Um, and just to foreshadow, we will be going through Dustin Layton's um, self defense class in July. Yay, I'm so excited. And Yay. Dustin was on our show, Respect, um, a couple weeks ago and we'll be sharing with you some of what we learned because he's here locally here in Phoenix mm. and um, very excited about that.
5: I feel like the lesson is be a jerk if it means like saving your life you know yeah if it means saving your lifetime of being clouded by feelings that you don't want to have be a jerk like if that's what your issue is if that's where your no is gone is afraid of being mean get over it
6: like (laughs) well, we were talking about in planning I think that brings us to some of the um, things that we wanted to bring up and that is why is it that girls are afraid of saying no and that is they're afraid of being a jerk
5: right they're afraid yeah. of being mean and being judged and losing friends that's and that's my biggest lesson is i was afraid to lose my friends but i mean it's so simple and we say this all the time if you have to fight for that friendship like that and if you have to quote endure a friendship it's not <laughs> a friendship you know, like if you have to fight for it that much and you feel that much negativity coming at you from the other person, it's not worth it. You shouldn't be enduring anything. Anything. And, like, you, yeah. and that's how I could distinguish between the good relationships and the bad relationships that I've had with guys is if I had to endure something or I felt uncomfortable about anything, that was like a big no-no. And that's what we kind of skipped over is the warning signs. Warning signs. Is if, if My biggest descriptor is gross. If you feel gross in a situation or awkward, or uncomfortable, that's when you say no. You just say no. Because we were talking about this. When you say no, it saves you. That one moment of maybe getting yourself into something that's going to make you feel so uncomfortable is going to haunt you for the rest of your life. When in just two seconds, you could have said no and then just gone about your life, like gone about your day, and that five minutes of uncomfortableness would just disappear instead of being there for that five
6: minutes would just haunt you for the rest of your life. Yep. I think about that moment sometimes um, that I could have said, no, I don't think we need to go look at those posters in my room. Why don't we go hang out at the pool with everybody else? Right. You know, I don't need you to like me that way. Exactly. You
3: so, just like forget about it in time, which is a lot easier than sitting there and dealing with all of the
5: the fallout. post-traumatic
3: stress. Exactly. Right?
5: It's like them. there's there's, it seriously is so much better to just say no then have a lifetime
6: of haunting. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I would completely agree and if that's the one thing we can get out of this show is to empower you to find your no to save yourself the heartache down the road, um I I hope that's what we can do today. That's like
3: my favorite thing when she was saying that at breakfast. I was like, "Yes." Yeah, it's <laughs> <really> <laughs> real awesome. It is because I've that's never what thought I've thought of recognized it like that.
5: Because I've been in the same situation where I said I didn't say no. And I went through the awkwardness, and then I was in the same exact situation with the same exact person, and I did say no, and I felt so much better. The second <laughs> time when I said no. It's like
3: empowering being able to stand up for yourself. All right, for now, we're gonna take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
4: You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team.
5: Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade, and today we are talking about finding your know. We just went through basically knowing your boundaries and listening to those warning signs in the back of your head about feeling uncomfortable in certain situations. And I kind of wanted to just bring this back down to this doesn't necessarily only apply to older generations, like in high school or adults. This happens even in middle school and in grade school, like how I was talking about the naive children that don't know because of their teaching. Are supposed to be their like role models and and you know adult figures that you go to for help like you're naive and they still manage to attack you so it, you know little kids need to no know as well with peer pressure yep. there's you know drugs you get introduced to drugs at a young age but you even get inter- drinking you you get introduced to alcohol you get introduced to doing illegal things that was a yep. big thing for me is I wanted to be because I never hung out with people. And when I finally did, they were all doing things that made me really uncomfortable. Like I was, I was always afraid to get in trouble for anything I did. Oh my gosh. Everything. And my mom on my shoulder. Outside after curfew, and I would like freak out, like (laughs) have a panic attack, right? (laughs) So like, you still need to know. You still need that young of an age to say no. I don't want to go TP their house. No, I don't want to look at the weed that your mom has in the pantry. No, I don't want (laughs) to. That literally has happened to me. Like, no, I remember. Do you want to see my mom's drug stash? Not really. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't, but I'll just, oh, uh, mom, yeah, okay, bye. Like, I just like, yeah, leave. fake a phone call to your mom. I know, mom. I'm like, well, yeah, I didn't, didn't have a phone back then. So there's other instances when you're young that you still need to muster up the courage to have a no and be aware and not be naive to all of your surroundings just because you're around people that you trust. I, I it's can, hard when you're a kid too because you trust really everyone. Hard. I,
6: I can remember right. getting picked up to go to a party f- with my girlfriends and keep in mind back then we didn't have cell phones and, we got picked up and p- taken to a party up on—I don't remember what mountain it was. It was mm-hmm. one of those camel back mountains. We, <laughs> live, we live here in Phoenix, and that's a reference to like. It where was the, the
5: hippo hump mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
6: that's that's a reference to where the rich kids live. <laughs> and back in my day, the school I went to was known for its drug use. Um, Ooh big drug <laughs> which I wasn't involved in because I was scared that if I did that stuff, I would die. Exactly. I mean, me legit. Too. Chicken for everything. Legit. Which is a good thing, though. It is a good thing. It kept me on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And I get into this house. It's like the size of a resort. And I'm just completely freaked out by it anyway because <laughs> I didn't live on the mountain. I'll just tell you that. And... I walked in and they're like, yeah, party's in the master bedroom, you know? Mm-hmm. So I find my way back there and I open up this gargantuan door that's bigger than the door to my front of my house. And sure enough, everyone's doing cocaine in the back oh. of the house. And I'm just like, yeah, hi, bye. Yeah, hi, bye. I flip on my... Pulled a hobo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I flip on my heel and turn tail out the house. And I'm like, I'm literally up in the hill of this house and I'm walking down the hill and I'm pissed, you know, I'm, I'm like, <gibberish> <coughs> you know, and I'm walking, I'm on my feet walking down this hill to go find my friend's house in the dark so that I can find a phone to call my dad to come pick me up. Mm. My dad's an ex-police officer, by the way. So <laughs> yeah, I know what happens when you're at a party like that. The paddy wagon comes and they stuff you all in the box and they sort that stuff out at the station. Yep. So, I had a strong no that night. That's good. I mean, <laughs> well, that's good. No nope, uh, I'm out. Like,
5: it's, it happens at all ages, though.
6: At all ages. I, I wasn't old enough to drive that night. <laughs>
5: Which sucks. And that's, that's, I think we talked about that before, too. Just a quick side note, squirrel real quick. Is that when you <laughs> do manage to say no and you're in a situation where you're uncomfortable, tell your parents. Like, they will yeah. come and get you. he did. My dad
6: came and got me, um, wasn't real happy at the hour of the evening. it's right. like he came 3 to
5: o'clock me. in the morning. Uh, I don't think it
6: was quite that late, but <laughs> it was late enough that it was concerning to him. Right. But he was much happier that right. I was in his car and not in the car of someone who was high. high yeah, <laughs>
5: That's the story you used to tell me all the time when you would be like, well, if you're ever in a situation, just call me. I won't be mad. Like... I'll be more mad if you don't call me and you die than if you...
3: you They're upset then, and then it's just like... If you die, I'm going to kill you. It's (laughs) like... So...
6: It is very, I can tell you for certain that it is very empowering when you find your no and you're able to empower yourself by standing up for yourself, whether it is for something physical like what we were talking about with your body or if it's something like at a party where it's just the principle of the matter that you shouldn't be there, you know you shouldn't be there. And that's what we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking
5: about the gratification of finally saying no in a situation and owning the situation the feeling you get afterwards is just, like, so much, like, better, obviously, than not <laughs> saying no and ending up being in a situation you don't want to be in. Because especially when it comes to boys, I realized with that same situation and that same guy that I said yes to the first time and no to the second time, when I said yes to him the first time and ended up giving in to whatever we were doing, he didn't really care, you know? Like, it wasn't as... As cool as I thought I, it was going to be right. by me bringing on the situation because I egged yeah. him on, you know, like I was in this mindset where I was like, yeah, I'm a girl. I can get whatever guy I want. Like, I'm going to go make out with everyone, you know, like <laughs> right. just I would totally like common tra-
6: misconception. Yeah.
5: And so we like m- like kissed or whatever. And it was just like, no, like he didn't even care. It wasn't even like as cool as I thought it would be. And then the second time when I said no, he was like, well, wait. Where you going? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they chase you when you say no. And like, like in that situation, maybe it's not such a good thing that he's like coming after me now. But in the world, if you say no off the bat, then if if they really are trying to attack you, they won't come back. Because they know that you said no, and if they really do
3: genuinely like you, then they're gonna keep trying. Because right? they just have those guys, just have those guy moments where <laughs> they think with the wrong head, <laughs> and wrong. they're not gonna know. <laughs> and everyone in that moment loses their wits, and they're just like, whatever. But if you say no, like in the long run, they'll be like. Oh, I actually respect you more. Exactly. That it's is very
5: true. <laughs> that is very true. That is very be- yeah, true. Like, try, not laugh. <laughs> try not to laugh. That was funny, but No, but seriously, the respect you gain for yourself and the respect other people gain for you when you do say no in a situation, they're like, Oh, that not to be like really cheesy, but oh that's a strong woman, you know, like And it's not even the respect
3: you get from other people, it's the respect you get from yourself. Exactly like that empowering right. feeling you feel strong, like an independent woman should feel.
5: Right, And I, you know, I don't like talking like that because it makes me feel like cheesy, but it's so true.
6: (laughs) I say it all the time and I posted it on Facebook the other day that there's disrespect has no place in a lady's life. Whether Whether it's from yourself or from outside sources and just carry that with you in your head. Like disrespect has no place in a lady's life. So don't disrespect yourself by allowing that no to just slip by you.
3: Yeah,
6: And don't let other people disrespect you, either your body or your psyche. Like your mind and your heart have need to be respected as well. There's
5: enough people in the world that you will find someone that you don't have to worry about being disrespected. Oh my
6: gosh, that you will feel safe and comfortable and wanted and welcome that they won't be trying to take something from you. That's a hard lesson
5: to learn when you're young, though, because we talk about this all the time, too, is in relationships, when you get out of a relationship and you're like, crap, that was, like, my first love and I'm never going to find that again, blah, blah, blah. That was practice. So many people in the world, like, it's not even funny. You don't even know who you're going to meet in your lifetime.
6: You know what? I had a very wise woman tell me once that, you know what? You're practicing for the next one. It's so true. Oh, my (laughs) gosh.
3: Thinking back to, like, the guy was telling you about the seven-month failure he wasn't a failure but it was just a failure or not whatever um (laughs) uh, thinking back to that it's like that was awesome like the relationship that we had in the long run was it was a good relationship and i was happy and you know things were all Yippity dee da. <laughs> but, and then it ended and I was like, oh, my life is over. Yeah. And then I got this other boyfriend <laughs> that Same just thing ended happened. and it was <laughs> all a failure. But during that relationship, I was like, oh my gosh, it doesn't get better than this. <laughs> and now I'm like, to get over this <laughs> failure, yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> failure, <laughs> to get over this failure, I'm just like... I wonder what my next one's going to be like. (laughs) It'll
6: be better. That's the right attitude. Life goes on.
3: And that's what I literally
5: having to tell myself this whole time just to like get through it. I'm like, there's going to be someone 10 times better.
3: Right. I just take a breath because like I was talking to my friend about how like devastated I was. (laughs) I was like crying to her and she's like, it's so weird how we breathe 24 seven. We t- we breathe. We don't even realize we're breathing. We breathe mm-hmm. when we're sleeping. We don't have to think about it. It just happens. It's natural. But when you're in a moment of distress and you, you just want to die, you can't, you just can't <laughs> breathe. Seem to, Like inhale or figure out what your body does to like survive. <laughs> and if you just like slow down and just take a like deep breath, yes. everything is just so much better. And every time I think of this failure, I just like <laughs> take a deep breath and I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. okay I'm you good. are okay. I'm alive. And awesome. I, can,
6: I can promise you after coming up on my 10th wedding anniversary that when you finally find it and it's right – you don't even really worry or consider any of those other, quote, failures <laughs> because they really weren't. They were all practices for the one you finally get right.
5: Well, right, because we, we talk about everything all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that all the time, too, how that relationship that I was in helped me grow like the most i've ever grown like in a period of knowing somebody mm-hmm. and that's so that the next time i know what i know from the last time
6: <laughs> you're learning about yourself with each interaction right. it's only making you better for the one that's finally the one that you're going to keep right and I'm so excited no
3: room for, for disrespect i am too <laughs> can it come a little bit faster <laughs> <laughs> for now let's take a break i'm yvonne allen keep it right here you're listening to voice america kids
2: Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel.
4: You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team.
5: Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade. And today, or right now, we're wrapping up our show called Finding Your No. Basically about recognizing personal boundaries you have with relationships and how to say no to people even, you know, regardless of situations, damage that you've had, or like not wanting to be mean or whatever, just owning yourself and knowing that it's okay to say no no matter what. And we were talking about how to recognize boundaries. And we didn't really talk about the voice in the back of your head a lot, but there's instincts that people don't usually pay attention to all the time.
6: They're so important. And I know that it's kind of something that when you're younger, you take for granted. And I don't know. Maybe you don't listen to them as much because maybe you don't think they're so important and you guys chime in and let me know. But I know as as an adult woman, through just the pain of not listening to them, I've learned how important they are. Well, they're
5: scary sometimes. They
6: are scary because you don't want to listen to them because it's easier to deny them and take the path of least resistance. Um, But I want to pause here just for a moment before we go into daily details and some of the fun things that everyone's been doing lately and just... Really let our listeners know, hey, you know what? You have instincts within you, and they were given to you for a reason. They're there to protect you. So when you enter into that party where people are doing things that you really think are bad – um, that gross feeling that Rio was talking about, mm-hmm. pay attention to it. You know, when the boy asks you to take the long way home <laughs> or, you know, my joke growing up as a child was, walk me to my car. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But we always knew what that meant. Well, you know, if if you don't want to, quote, get walked to the car because <laughs> you know it's going to end in some kind of slobbery <laughs> yep. tongue bath. If there's going to be um, slobber involved <laughs> <that's like you. laughs> Maybe you want to listen to that voice inside you that says, "You know what? This might not be the best decision for me in the long run." Pay very close attention to that instinct inside you that's trying to keep you safe.
5: Yep, and voices in your head, and just the mind's a gross feeling. I don't know how else to articulate that.
6: No, I think that's a very good articulation because that gross feeling you get inside you is Is directional. Yeah, true. That butterflies. Yeah, no,
3: that's what I get. I get like
6: that gross oh yeah your stomach yeah. drops yeah. you're like Ugh. you're like, like Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> i need to go take a shower <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
5: like i need a washcloth <laughs> <laughs> a wet wipe anybody i, I got feeling some clorox <laughs> really
6: grody i mean i think everyone can relate to that yucky feeling yeah so oh, definitely so listen to it it's not singing for gigs it's, it's, yeah for it's not real. singing there just to make you feel sick to <sighs> down a i don't know roll aids or something what you're speaking, oh, I'm, oh, you're I'm speaking, speaking old. an old lady. That's a Tums, for those of you that don't oh, know. Oh, Tums. <laughs> <Okay>. Sorry.
5: <laughs> Roll aids. Well, like, we don't clean our dentures, Mom.
6: <laughs> I don't have dentures yet. I, I take really good care of my teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, so anyway, we've talked about some really difficult things today, and I wanted, and we talked about them last week when we were talking about uh, Rio's friend, um, on the damage shown, I didn't get a chance to give you a resource for you. If you identified with Rio's friend or any of um, like the the more intense things that we talked about today, if you've lost your no for reasons of violence, I wanted to give you this information for the Rain organization. It's at dot or you can reach them at one 656 hope and they're a resource that I've known about it for a long time and um, they're a place that you can reach out and get information on um, violent crime and how to get help if you've been a victim of violent crime. Research it. So any other questions or points you want to bring to our listeners? Do you have any concluding thoughts about how to say
5: no to people?
6: No. I didn't need need to do
5: that, and I was like, how else do I say this?
6: (laughs) (laughs) She set you up.
5: (laughs) Uh, We haven't done daily details in a while, so you don't really know what you've been up to. We've been practicing our British accents.
3: Rio has. Mine oh. is terrible. All right.
6: No! Oh! We just did nose goes. You had to lost. say nose goes. Rah! Okay. Mine <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> might be a little long, though. Um, I had, like, the best week of my life of at my church life. camp. Um Woo-hoo! Last week?
4: Something
3: like that. I don't know. Yeah, it was One last day. week. I just got back today, last week. But um, we kind of broke off from the Church of God groups that we, that we usually go to, the camp in Arizona, and we kind of made our own with our church, because we do have a lot of people in our youth group. And we went to California to Big Bear. And, oh, my gosh, it was so nice. The <laughs> weather was so much cooler than this. Because <laughs> it's hotter than Yeah, it was, like, here. a good.
5: That's funny because I have an opposite story. A
3: tops of 80 degrees. Oh, nice. All week. And it was Ooh. just awesome. And we went to the lake. I went kayaking for the first time. Yay. I never kayaked before. That was a That's lot of fun. fun. Um, I just had a blast with, like, all my church group. We went zip lining, rock wall climbing, just everything they had there. It was just a lot of fun just bonding and with my youth group and, the services were phenomenal. I got over a lot of um, pain I had been, and bitterness I had been feeling from a relationship and whatnot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> what for I the most know. part.
3: Um, and then the last day on the way back um, from Big Bear, we went to Disneyland. Yippee! And we spent the whole day, and we got surprised. We weren't, he was like, we were, you know, we the whole way we just thought, you know, you're just going to Disneyland. our pastor got on the bus and was like, oh, yeah by the way, we had some extra money, so you guys got park hopper passes. No We're nice. like, yes! So we got to awesome. go to you know, uh, California Adventure, Adventure. <laughs> as yeah. well. And that was, seriously, it was my first time at either of these places. And uh, my friend's family had went earlier this the week, a few weeks before, so she had an itinerary of where um, you put the rides and you want to go to and you literally get a ride every single ride you want to that day because they have, like, the whole schedule, master schedule of Disneyland and everything. Mm-hmm. And so we rode, like, Everything we wanted to ride. And I was just, like, in awe the entire time. Like, I'm, like, a 17-year-old girl that feels like she's five going to (laughs) (laughs) like, I got into pin trading. And there was me, um, my good friend, and my two other good friends. And um, they all had pin trading. And every time we saw one of the workers that had the pins, we were, like, dibs, second dibs, third dibs. And, like, we'd all go up and get a seat there. And I was looking everywhere for a Little Mermaid pin because Little Mermaid is, like, my favorite. Um, And I was looking everywhere for a Little Mermaid pin. Fin. Pin. 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 A fin pin. pin. I don't want her fins. <laughs> um, we'll go fins. And I couldn't find them anywhere. And I was just getting, like, so... It's like, the first pin I wanted to trade, but I wouldn't trade it. And <laughs> I was just so mad. And finally, we're sitting in line for one of the water rides. And I look behind me, and there's these people that you can tell they're season pass holders because, you know, they have the... Um, whatever the fast passes are but it's just like one solid cardboard thing that oh, they yeah. just take everywhere and they have pins that are like master pins all the way down i'm like dang they're collectors and i look <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh there's an aerial pin <laughs> i'm like freaking out and my friends are like just ask her if she'll give it to me i was like she's not gonna give it to me she like obviously collects these and so i turn around and i was like i've been looking everywhere for that pin like for an aerial pin and it says pisces on it i'm not even a pisces i'm a <laughs> virgo but i wanted this pin and she did trade it for me um she traded it with me and my best friend we had the same pin and we were like this is our best friend pin mm-hmm. and she let her kid um pick one of the pins and my best friend was like you can take one off of mine too if you want it because I know she's been really wanting that and he picked our best friend pin <laughs> so I gave her mine and then I never found that pin anywhere else and I wanted to get it so we could have our best friend pin back but it was a best friend moment right there um, <laughs> she, she she she'd like awesome I got my little mermaid pin and then after that Three mermaid pins. Two. <laughs> two. No, all. Right I was like, why? But they're like good ones. But it was just a great experience. I saw a World of Colors. Awesome. So amazing. Yeah. It was, I can't wait to go back. I'm going back. I'm so back. happy for m- you. I cried on two. I've never cried on rides before. I cried on the Ferris wheel. I cried. That's some scary crap, okay? <laughs> it's not just a Ferris wheel. You're Cause like cause you flying. Scared. And I was like holding onto the sides, like crying. And they got me on video cameras. Quite embarrassing. No, I Love it. The elevator thing. Uh, Tower of Terror. Oh, that That's, was like, my fun. biggest nightmare. Like, oh, dying in an elevator. I don't know why. I live in a hotel, and I'm, like, scared to go in the elevator. I take the stairs everywhere. I love that. But I was, like, crying on that one. I had, like, holding my friend's laps just like, ah, like, crying, like, all the way down, because I was so scared, and they thought that was funny, and so now that's all over Facebook. But... <laughs> <laughs>
4: Let's go look for it. It was
3: fun. It was... I'm excited. I want to go back like now. Yay, Disneyland. Yay, Disneyland. So, Rio's well, got one.
5: I went to Warped War. Ha 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 That's what it is. Heat yeah. If you didn't know, it was um, 113 degrees outside, and I was there from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, there was over 100 bands there. And uh, I got to see my two favorite bands up close, and I crowd surfed, and I moshed, and I have bruises all up and down my left side of my body. And my <laughs> neck hurts from headbanging so much. Yeah. Um. And people saw me there that went to my school and they were like confused as to why I was at work for. <laughs> I guess I don't look like this a heavy metal fan. Tiny little man. blonde yeah.
3: cheerleader. Yeah. Person. So
5: I, you know, don't judge peeps because I got <laughs> down more so than anyone out there. Drank over a gallon of water and didn't pee once. So <laughs> obviously I was kind of dehydrated. But YOLO, because it was awesome. Why do they <laughs>
3: have that in the summer? You think they should put it like maybe it's like October? Or all of the November bands were complaining
5: something. about how hot it was. They're like, "We have mad respect for you, Arizona, because it's so hot out here. I can't even." They're like one guy it. had to stop singing because he was gonna
6: throw up. That's
3: awesome. It was sweet. They need to have it in like October, or
6: at least or start start at, at, at like, least nine at night. Decent. I think like we ran out of time. <laughs> do
2: we really?
3: Let's play the
5: song. Do Wow, that's that weird. No, no.
3: Well.
6: I think that's
5: about Mom it. Mom got out of
3: daily detail. Yeah, there. buddy. I if you went
5: to Warp Tour, freaking tell me because I want to know what you yep. saw, Email bro. us
6: at info <laughs> at paperhope.com and tell us about Warp Tour or Disneyland. Or if yeah. you have any aerial pins. <laughs> <laughs> um, or let us know if you have any show ideas or what you think about our show because <laughs> we would love to hear from you. You can also find us at um, Facebook, uh, Facebook backslash Paper Hope. Backslash. Or on the Twitter <laughs> at Paper Hope blog or you can find the teens at Paper Hope Teen. Uh, Go to the bloggy blog. Bloggy blog at um, paperhope.com. Uh, where else can they find us? Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes.
5: It'll we be are not fall. Starbucks. And uh, and Starbucks. And Starbucks. That's pretty much where I live. <laughs> That's where
4: I live. You can
6: find me at yeah. your of you
5: find us walk. in
3: studio if you're that that dedicated. You and can you can
6: also find us um, every Monday at noon Pacific Standard Time at Kids. We're talking to you
5: from the past again.
6: <laughs> so great seeing awesome. you guys here. Thank see you so much for listening. We we technically, they're you. not here. We, we didn't see you. See, see you in the future. Bye. See yeah. Peace
5: out, Girl Scouts. In the future. Remember
4: Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
5: Love it. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
4: Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now.